there's a lot of discussion and debate on entrepreneurship, startups and funding, especially in the last one decade in India at least. But we often tend to forget the entrepreneur in it, you know, except looking at him or her only as the one who started the business. We tend to look at entrepreneurship and the entrepreneur as synonyms, while there's a lot of difference between the two. So why not explore the entrepreneur in this episode with Swati Jena, who has authored the book, The Entrepreneur's Soul Book. Namaste, I'm Shubham Agarwal and you're listening to SOS Secrets of Storytellers, a podcast which features best-selling business authors discussing stories and concepts. Don't miss out the last section where we get to know secrets from the storyteller themselves. Hi Swati, a very warm welcome to Secrets of Storytellers. How are you? Hi Shubham, I'm doing good and uh, congratulations on this great series. I'm very excited and looking forward to our discussion today. Thank you so much, Swati. Thank you so much. So Swati, since the book is motivated by your own journey, hmm. why don't we begin with your story of uh, how you became an entrepreneur? That too, after an extensive corporate stint. So my journey of entrepreneurship uh, wasn't at one go. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, back in my um, B school, right, if you you would have asked me whether I foresee myself as being an entrepreneur, and there were a lot of entrepreneurship enthusiasts, it never crossed my mind that that's something that I would end up doing in life, right? Uh-huh. So let me just talk about where the first seed of entrepreneurship sort of, you know, was laid. And it, this was, I graduated in 2008 and I joined a consulting firm. And if you remember, that was a downturn year. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, being the new entrance in the job. And I, of course, had work X and everything, but uh, still you're new to the job. And you could uh, hear stories of people being laid off and even from uh, Premier B-School. And and till then, just had this perception that uh, Premier B-School guys don't get laid off. (laughs) Right. And it was pretty terrifying because I had a student loan and, you know, no one likes that experience of being laid off, right? Right. And I really did wonder that how is it that your entire life hangs in balance you know, just because of that one job. Hmm. And uh, that one thing really defines your peace of mind and how you're going to feel about yourself. And I think that is where the first thought of entrepreneurship, perhaps, you know, uh, it came it came to my mind. Right. And then it wasn't until um, 2013 that I mm-hmm. took my first plunge, which was for a year. I had a training firm. I... I did survive, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but then I had a sense that there's a lot more that I need to know about entrepreneurship. So I went back to work. Mm-hmm. And this time, so my background is in HR, but this time I moved to a business role. I took an intrapreneurial product management role. Okay. You know, an ed tech product um, that I had to uh, scale uh, for a certain stage of the product journey Mm -hmm. and then I took my second plunge in uh, 2017 so this is my second uh, stint at entrepreneurship right and it was um, you know after uh, after the first stint and when I was uh, at the job uh, and in that entrepreneurial role that I realized what were the things that I actually did not know Uh right and that's where my book came uh, in 2017 is uh, when I wrote the book and it started, you know, on the premise that my first stint was I did not know what I did not know. 
right and a lot of it was not knowing myself hmm. of course business definitely and that's that's all the conversation that happens around entrepreneurship like you know you stated at the beginning but uh, knowing yourself is so important and uh, that's what uh, you know I've written about in my book so uh, interesting and you know what are some of the aspects to an entrepreneur that we tend to miss when we look at an entrepreneur regardless of whether he or she was successful or not what are some of those um quite a few things and let me uh, share some of the the most important ones that i've sure. realized in four years of my entrepreneurial journey so far right yeah. um a lot of people say that you know i would like to be my own boss and seldom do we realize that that is the toughest thing <laughs> and it is not as that fun right. you know as it seems when you're in a job being your own boss means you have to take all your decisions and that is such a painful thing i know there are days and i have been a person who takes my own decisions but there are days that i'm so tired of taking like every small decision of the business that i i sometimes right. ironically did miss my bosses and say oh it would be nice <laughs> if someone took that decision for you right. so that's a part of this you know self driven yeah. which is being your own bosses essentially self driven taking your own decisions that is i would say you know perhaps the most important thing about being an entrepreneur if you don't have that quality you cannot be an entrepreneur right, right. and it's not an easy quality to have um, maybe we have grains of it but we have to build it further we yeah. have to build that self driven muscle more so that's one the second uh, i would say is um, metacognition or just to put it very simply it's the ability to be aware of your thoughts and feelings right yeah. and th- this is not something that is much spoken about right um because there are so many you know trade offs you make right and there is so yeah. much of conversation there's so much free advice you get from entrepreneurs and even <laughs> more from people who are who have never done entrepreneurship Right, and right. there's so many trade-offs. No decision is easy. So being in touch with who you are, what you want, you know, your feelings, your thoughts, which is you know essentially what you know, use the word metacognition, right? Right. That is a very very um important quality for entrepreneurs to have, right? Right. And and there are there are many more, but if I were to state like the the core ones, these would be right. I'm I'm. you know in fact when you were describing the first one where you said you know you got to be your own boss and you have to take your decisions i was actually thinking you know the boss actually does it for us the reviews yeah. uh you know picking out those small mistakes or refining the work you have to be really aware and i really love the word metacognition thank you for that new word that you have taught me so yeah so uh, almost everyone somewhere deep down does want to be on their own you know because everyone wants to set up their own business Uh, wants to have a startup and the buzz is even more these days yeah everyone has a different reason is there a right or a wrong reason absolutely and i would say that perhaps this is the most important question that one should ask oneself so i in my book one entire chapter is just on why do you want to become an entrepreneur right and in fact people who read the book said that that's the one that made them think the most even people who have already been entrepreneurs and you know are in later stages of advanced stages of the entrepreneurial journey said that you know this is the one that made me think the most and there are indeed uh, i would say good or bad reasons so let me share a few yeah uh, the common one, right when you said everyone 
sort of is fascinated by the idea of having business yeah is um, i am tired of this 9 to 5 correct right so that's one thing that we say to ourselves a lot right and i think that that's a bad reason to be an entrepreneur and i'll tell you why because uh, tired of this 9 to 5 and people say that they mean a whole lot of things right yeah. the two people saying i'm tired of this 9 to 5 are don't mean it the same way right correct for some the job itself is not engaging the area of work is not engaging yeah and for those people it's important to go back and see how is it that you came into this career if you see how we you know got into whatever field right whether it's yeah. engineering medicine uh, business etc it's because you know someone else was doing it or uh, you know someone advised us to do it it is not always a thought through decision correct it's a lot of herd mentality yeah absolutely and then information is also limited we don't take time to do those decisions right and then you're into a job then you'll buy a house you'll buy a car then you're stuck uh, you know with your emi and you're practically that one decision you took when you were getting into college you stuck with it for the rest of your life right right and that leads to this you know i'm tired of this 9 to 5 and therefore the solution of it which lot of people fallaciously assume that entrepreneurship is the answer to it it is not it is going back and then rethinking maybe it's a career shift you want right uh, maybe it's a different domain that you have a better skill and interest in right right so that is why then sometimes we lose touch with our lives if you see now with covid now people are not traveling and stuff uh, it's a different thing that now we are tired of being <laughs> at home but you know quite often when people had to travel long hours the burnout yeah. was an issue you are no longer there's something called hobby left these days right right so your life becomes monotonous for a different reason right yeah. so people try to think that entrepreneurship is going to give them the thrill but they thrill there <laughs> is not a thrill that you enjoy after a point in time that's a 9 to 5 the 9 to 5 becomes a 9 to 9 i think <laughs> yeah completely 9 to 9 and yeah. and worse right? Right. so so that 9 to 5 needs to be decoded have yeah. decoded it a lot more than many other implications of god when people say 9 to 5 but i think that's a risky reason to become an entrepreneur so that's one second is you know i want to make money fast yeah. which is so prevalent you'll be surprised yeah i agree yeah but you know if there was slowest way to make money and i'm more <laughs> unsure here and it is entrepreneurship right you make money and that's a big if yeah. right it is going to take a long time correct right and any of these like so called unicorns and stuff like that they have hit lows right and if they have not yet hit this watch them for another 5 years they're going to hit that low right it is inevitable yeah right and it, it's easy to read someone else's story but when you're going through it so i'll tell you in my first stint right mm-hmm. Uh, I I earned money. I you know I, I had revenue and all of it, but uh, I did have to use a bit of my savings as well, yeah. right? So there was a point where like about seven odd lakhs left, and I you know have to manage expenses and stuff like that. I panicked. Yeah. Right. I panicked. I can tell you. So I have no. So I can only imagine what someone hitting bankruptcy can yeah. experience, right? You you don't know it unless you know it, right? So people people don't realize that. So. it's not a good way of earning money so people should really get rid of that disillusion thought that this is a way to earn quick money right. or you know someone else is doing it that's a third pregnant reason oh my friend is now entrepreneur abhi to i also want to be <laughs> i i am a 
ऊपर एंड दिस वन वाज अ यू नो सॉर्ट ऑफ एवरेज स्टूडेंट अरे ये तो हैज डन गुड दैन वेर एन एंटरप्रेन्योरशिप तो आई विल डेफिनेटली डू ऑल ऑफ दीस राइट रियली बैड रीजन बिकॉज़ दिस स्किल सेट यू नीड टू डू वेयर अ जॉब लेट्स से यू आर अ टॉप रेटेड एम्प्लॉई राइट एंड समवन इज ऑफ योर कोलीग हु इज नॉट सच अ टॉप रेटेड एम्प्लॉई इज डूइंग एंटरप्रेन्योरशिप टू डू वेल इन अ जॉब and to do well in entrepreneurship are different skill sets you have to first evaluate your skill set if someone is did it so i will also do it is a bad reason to do anything in life correct now if i were to talk about good reasons right if these are the bad reasons what are some of the good reasons yeah i think uh, and and my the first one i state was my reason right yeah. uh, your job your ideal job does not exist mm-hmm. so i am one person who likes to work across functions and i happen to be good at it right but if you worked in large organizations you're typically limited to your correct function yeah. as, as they would say otherwise you're seen as stepping on someone else's toes right mm-hmm. um and entrepreneurship gives me the freedom to you know work across areas right. and in that sense i am my boss right today i decide i i do the marketing of my organization i yeah. i do the the development of my organization so i think that's a very good reason to do entrepreneurship mm-hmm. second you want to create uh, something of value something unique right and uh, when all of this entrepreneurship rhetoric that's happening right there's a lot of focus on business money how much capital you raise what we often don't talk about is the creative aspect of entrepreneurship right yeah. and this is not when i say creative i don't mean you are in a creative business i mean any entrepreneurial setup if you start a startup and i start a startup and both of them are in exactly the same field they're still going to be two different organizations right because you and i are different people and i think you know that's what makes entrepreneurship beautiful and if you want to approach it that way so i'll give you an example sure so i run write for which is a teaching of writing and lot of my friends and well-wishers keep you know forwarding me a competition is doing this competition is doing that and while it's good to be aware and all of it and appreciate it uh, and appreciate them from the bottom of my heart yeah but my thought is very clear that i am not building the organization these competitors have built i am building a very different and unique organization and that's the beauty of it right yes there will be some people who choose to go there but there will be some who will be you know really touched by what i am offering and they'll come here and that's the value right Right. I think that's a great reason to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And uh you know what I mentioned in my book very clearly is and you always read stories of you know all these again everyone wants to be a unicorn but the truth is there are only few such big organizations right there are many medium to small scale entrepreneurs and we don't talk about it right Correct So I feel that if you earn enough to like as much as your salary if you would have worked in a corporate job if you can earn that much but if you can do that by doing work that you love doing by maybe employing a few other people whether part time full time it's a great thing right and it doesn't matter whether you're serving you know 1 million customers or 1000 customers but if you're bringing unique value yeah. right there's a line that i've written that i really like of sure. myself as in value and valuation are not the same thing wow so you if you create value and so thousand people you give them what they really love i think that's a good right. you know uh, entrepreneur all of those are good reason and you want to create a legacy of your you can only do it if you have your own you know firm uh, there's another line that i've written that in a corporate job you can become a legend but you have to leave a legacy then it's only a startup that can help you do that wow. right? so Wonderful. i think those are some of the good reasons to become an entrepreneur 
Sorry, I'm just thinking while you were, you know, sharing, and I really think people should look at the numbers when they think, you know, money or uh, my French is doing, and hence I should do it. They should really look at the numbers of how many startups uh, do become successful in India. But then, what I was wondering is, is it easy to get lost in this in this quest to find the right reasons? If you can share from your experience, have you ever felt that? So uh, I tell you, uh, my first stint, right? Yeah. Again, I had no clue that this was even a question I should ask. Right. I I was just at that point in time, I just knew that what I was doing, I was just not satisfied with it, mm-hmm. and I thought that let me just explore it. So it was just a plunge into the into darkness, I would say, right. or I was really shooting in the dark, and which is fine, which is which is what helped me have this realization. You are not born enlightened; you just get Correct. enlightened. All yeah. So I would say that these answers don't come immediately, yeah. right? But the reason why I talk about it a lot more is that if you keep these questions in your mind very consciously, you will find the answer with greater clarity much sooner in your journey. Nice. Right? And that is the whole reason why I wrote the book and I talk about it that, you know, if I took this much time, if I talk about it, maybe someone else will find that answer sooner because they've asked that question much sooner in their right. journey. But it's important to very consciously ask that because of why has implication in a lot of things, right? It's not an easy journey at all. Yeah. So your why has to be very clear. Otherwise, you'll get disillusioned very soon in the journey. Yeah, so so the, becoming an entrepreneur is never easy, right? And the plunge, like you shared, while it's extremely thrilling, and you know, uh, I love F one, uh, and I uh, really follow that sport. And I think uh, what someone feels during a race, it must be something very similar. But it has a lot of pitfalls. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of challenges. It has a lot of downturns. It has lows, highs. It is a very churning journey, right? And it to- takes a toll on you, not just physically but mentally as well. Yeah. How do you find the strength? How do you find the energy for it every day? So before I answer that question, it's interesting the the analogy that you use because I use a very different analogy. It's it almost feels like when you're doing skydiving, the right. moment you're jumping off the plane. So I don't know if it's thrilling because I'll tell you. Just imagine you're quitting your job, and of course there will be like tension saying, "Oh yeah, very brave and all of it." Right. And half of them will be thinking in their mind, "Let us see how far this person goes." <laughs> right. But uh, I, you know, I, I classically call this as the, the if I were to use it, an oh shit moment, right? You wake <laughs> up and have felt. You wake up in the morning, yeah, and you know the initial just after quitting the job and all, and you're like, oh, what have I done? And why, <laughs> and why am I in this situation? Right. Why did I quit up again? Right. So I, I don't know the formula one or jumping off the plane for me. It was jumping off the plane literally. Yeah. So uh, to answer your question on how do you you know there are a lot of pitfalls and that is true it's a long long journey right right so how do you keep the strength couple of things this is where your question on why becomes important right hmm. and there are days I tell you for now second stint has been three years not always but one odd job postings I have seen and I thought oh this is an interesting job what if I were to go back to corporates uh-huh. right and I have checked with friends if I am the only one getting these thoughts and right. you know some other entrepreneurs I know we have also gone through you know these thoughts at the initial stages of the journey yeah. um and uh, this is where your why becomes important because on those days yeah. you know you 
revisit on why did I do right. it? Why did I leave that? Today I'm thinking, wondering whether I want to go back. Right. But why did I leave it in a place when it was all working really well? So that's where your why is important. That question is almost the most important question to ask. That's one. Right. Second, um, I think, and again, this is not spoken of. In fact, what the general perception is the opposite. If you see LinkedIn and everything, it's all about entrepreneurship. It's all about hustle, right? You work like 18, 20 hours a day. There is no life. And, and that's the thing that's projected, right? Right. And that's a question I've asked myself that that's the status quo, but should it be like that for everyone? Yeah. Right. And can you make a different choice, right? Because it is going to be like five years, six years, 10 years, like people who are now today in limelight or so many venture capitalists are investing in it. They didn't start yesterday. They started 10 years ago, Yeah. 20 years ago. Right. So, so ten years. So, it's important to keep an eye on your life, also. Right. Mm. So, irrespective. So, what you know, your fam, whoever's there in your family, some other aspects of life. Yeah. And you know, I'm talking more and more about it. Is that whatever time be conscious about living your life as well. Right. Right. Because otherwise, you'll be totally drained out, and one day you will wake up and think, "What am I doing in my life?" Is you know, gone. So entrepreneurship is still a part of life. So I think keeping an eye on other aspects of life is important. That's one. Second, so I said, why is important? Keeping an eye on life is important. Third, you know, there, so you said, how do you find the energy? So there are days that you don't find the energy actually, but what you find is commitment. Oh, right. So, you know, that is important. Once you've committed yourself, which is why, again, why is important. And solely when your why is clear, will you be deeply committed to it? Right. right? There are days I just don't feel like going to the next step, but I'm deeply committed to it. And that's what keeps me going. So I think that's how I'd like to look at it. Wonderful. That's that's really helpful. And thank you for sharing your own experience. Uh, but then it doesn't just end at starting, you know. It, it doesn't end by quitting the job and taking the first step to start your own. It is a continuous, excruciating process throughout the journey of building it up. And I, I really don't know when does it really end. I mean, I mean, uh, one is that when do you say that you have achieved yeah. or you have arrived? Yeah. While the other is that, yeah. you know, uh, when you have had, say, six months of downturns and you, you're out of your money in your bank, how do you still deal with it? Sure. Um, so there are a couple of things that I'd like to talk about here. So... Firstly, you know, the very practical aspect of money, right? Yeah. And that's one of the things that I very specifically talk about in the book because I did experience it in my first stint, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, you know, you have to take care of the entire house, you have the expenses, etc. Right. And that's not a good situation to be in when, you, you know, when you're running out of money. Yeah. So planning your finances is one of the questions we must think of before taking the plunge. So I was taking a webinar for a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs and, you know, had these goals, you know, to get a sense. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them had not planned for their finances. Mm, right. And, and I'm not surprised because I had not done it myself in my first day. I just basically jumped. Yeah. Right. So it's very important to calculate these are, these are my essential expenses and, uh, Always, you know, I need to have an 18 month to 24 month runway, right, to sustain it. Um, and basic uh, essentials also, you know, I've gone into great depth and let me share that uh, a little bit here is, um, you know, whatever to run your essentials, then there's an emergency fund that you need, all of that. If you have kids in home, school going kids, like two years worth of fee, etc. You should have that because it run out, right? That, right. That, 
you know not having money in the bank is a terrible situation and i would say avoid it by planning mm-hmm. right and that's a plan that's very important and i'm surprised by how many people don't do it right. me included in first aid right so that's one um second is when you said excruciating journey right and yes the workload etc can be excruciating but i would say that you know why not enjoy it right um yeah. and I, i'll give you specific examples like there could be days where okay you don't have revenue generating work right. i'm talking of let's say a smaller scale setup but there's a lot, so much to do right your content marketing to do you 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 know you can talk to people and that's the fun of entrepreneurship so what happens is and it's i'm glad you asked this and i'm glad you said it that way because it helps me and and that that's that's the way we look at it generally right when you only look at an end goal yeah. then it becomes all about when will this end correct but if you enjoy the process you know hey in your in your day to day job you for example uh, like i have a youtube channel right and yeah. i have started interviewing let's say you know i want to bring together everyone in the writing ecosystem right it's fun it's fun for me to you know hear them yeah editing and all is a lot very tedious process but i enjoy it right, right. and hey, i would never get a chance to do this if i were in a regular job right um so enjoy entrepreneurship uh, i think that is very important and then whatever your end goal is and that's i think the third part of your question i'll answer yeah. that but enjoy that process um one more thing i'd like to mention uh, before i talk and you know that you have like made it or you've reached there yeah is when i'm talking of finances right uh, another thing that i talk about a lot is the importance of having a lean life oh right right and that's one of the preparations you have to do for entrepreneurship and that's one thing that i've really worked at lean in every sense of the word so you know lean from the point of view of clearing up clutter from your house literally that because you can't spend your time taking care of household taking care of you know then hiring staff to help you manage all of those things because you realize you don't even need it right. good thing with covid is it has many of us realize that you hardly need most of the things that you yeah. own right so it expensive it's it costs you money it costs you time time is a very valuable resource for entrepreneurs right um if you have to cut down on emotional baggage right you practically have to prioritize every aspect of your life how do you you know deal with your time that is very important simple living is very very important because if you have a very elaborate lifestyle firstly that's going to be difficult to sustain b you won't have the time and energy for it either yeah. right and that's a family activity because you don't you know if you're not living alone you have family you have to involve your family it's a lifestyle change for them as well correct so there's a lot of discussion that's required right and this helps you sail through because if you have so much baggage pulling you down then it becomes excruciating as you say right right now to answer the last part of your question on how do you know you've reached there yeah i think that's a very very important question and that's something that i have started thinking about in the last uh you know a year or so because this question occurred to me suddenly that you know when do i know yeah. that yeah i've i've reached somewhere right, right right so i have a list of things that i should have done which is not necessarily i have not necessarily defined it in terms of revenue yeah that might be one criteria right. but okay i should have for example 
you know, created programs in these areas of writing. I should have been able to interact with these people in the writing ecosystem. I should have touched these stakeholders in the writing ecosystem, right? Even you could define the goals in terms of meaningful connections. That's a big takeaway from entrepreneurship. You meet a very limited set of people if you are at job. I was in consulting, so consulting still helps you meet people at client site and stuff. If you the in-office job, then even that is limited. But entrepreneurship, you meet such wide variety of people. I think that's such a great takeaway from entrepreneurship. So I have this checklist, which I've started developing when I started asking myself that question. I, I, I won't say it's completely frozen yet, but I have a lot more clarity. And I know that when I've done all of that, at least I have would have covered milestones that I can be satisfied yeah. with. The business can continue after but i know that okay these things if i can you know uh, tick off my list i'll be happy wonderful great great uh all right so adil one last question quick advice for all those people who have not been able to start who have not been able to take the plunge who really want to probably have thought through all the things mm-hmm. that we discussed important things but still mm-hmm. have not been able to one quick advice that you would give well, it depends on what is stopping them from taking the plunge, right? Yeah. Is it, you know, they feel that they're right. not prepared enough or in my book, the last chapter has an infographic where the person is trying to take jump into the water and there is a shark there and he's shivering and he says, let me read one more book before I take the plunge. <laughs> yeah, right. So first question is, have you done all the basic preparation? Yeah. Uh, if the answer is yes, then just know that it's always going to feel that way, right? It is, it, it is like jumping yeah. off the plane. Yeah. And then, then you just have to push yourself into it um, or get a friend to do that for you. Right. You know, just give you the last nudge. Great. All right. So maybe your book is the last book that the entrepreneurs will have to read <laughs> <laughs> if they have not <laughs> taken the plunge yet. I would take the first book because it's a book of questions they should ask. Right. Even better. Even better. Great. So, Swati, this brings us to the last and concluding section of the podcast. And uh, this is uh, a section which is common across all the episodes that I've done. And it's an interesting one. So, you know, uh, we've named the podcast Secrets of Storytellers. Mm. So, I want to ask you one secret about the book or about the journey while you were writing the book that you've probably never shared on any platform until today or probably no one knows till today. So, what would that be? Yeah, um, I, I don't think no one specifically asked me this question. So, let yeah. me tell you. Right? <laughs> right. I think the, the secret to a good book, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or good any piece of writing article is that it has to come from a place of truth. Wow. Because apart from writing books, I also coach people on books, right? And I see a lot of the rhetoric that goes around, right? Oh, this right. is how it works. This market it this is what you should include and i i disagree with it yeah i think a good book comes from a place of truth comes from your experience and those books are timeless books right, right. it's been three years I've written my book i'm sure even if it's you know another 10 years there are many occasions i keep talking and i say oh i wrote this in my book i wrote that in my book and i'm not right. planning to say it comes out spontaneously because it comes from a place of truth i think that yeah. is my secret wonderful and i think uh it, it won't connect if it does not come from a place of truth. You know, you, you can really feel that it's artificial. I don't know. Maybe as a reader, I'm saying it. Uh, of all yeah. the books that I've uh, read, you tend to f- leave them in between or you tend to feel that, you know, he's just or she's just blabbering on and uh, there's not much content in it. So I agree. That's, that's a great thing. Beautiful. 
All right. Thank you so much, Swati, for your time. Uh, this was a lovely session, and this was really a topic that uh, is not really talked about much, I think, while entrepreneurship, like I said in the beginning. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing uh, so many things from your own journey, and uh, I hope you had fun as well. Absolutely, Shubham. I had uh, yeah, a lot of fun and great questions. I'm a big fan of questions, and right. uh, thank you for yeah, the question. Thank you for inviting me here. Thank you so much, Swati, and thank you to all the listeners. Until the next secret and the next storyteller, this is Shubham signing off. Bye bye.